Good morning and welcome to episode 54 of the Quickie Podcast. Thanks for being here. Today, my guest is Jade from The Brainchild in South Coast, New South Wales. She specializes in web and branding design and is a riot. Such a fun conversation. She's a country girl, grew up on a farm, tree climbing, potato guns, right? Super cool. Lots of fun there. But she also did lots of drawing and painting. Uh, She loved collecting business cards as well as a teenager. A little bit of a print hoarder there. I can relate to that one. Um, We talk about huge and exciting things. And you'll get to that in the episode. (laughs) And uh, one thing we really discuss and explore a little bit is the challenges um, that she faced when she moved to a new area and looking for customers, you know, to keep her business rolling. She was supporting her husband, who was the breadwinner um, of the young family at that point while her husband was attending med school, and she just had to find work. She tells us what that was all about and what that was like and how she managed to get through that hurdle. This one's tons of fun. She also does a great job in the lightning round and asks a really good pass it forward question. So ladies and gentlemen, let's get into this one. Episode 54 with Jade. Here we go. Welcome to the Quickie Podcast, the daily interview show where we talk to graphic designers about their journey to the creative field, and we do it in 30 minutes or less. So, are you ready for a Quickie? Good morning, Jade. How are you today? Good morning. How are you, Dave? I'm doing great. I saw you just about to go for that drink there, and I had to interrupt (laughs) you. Yeah. Early here. Yeah, that's right. It is. Thanks for being on the show today. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for thanks for inviting me. I'm I'm really honored. Perfect. So I'm going to do the toughest one first. Briefly tell the listeners about yourself. My name is Jade and I have my own design studio called The Brainchild. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a graphic designer, obviously, <laughs> predominantly branding and web design. Um, and I'm down on the south coast of New South Wales in Australia, which for those that don't know, it's about an hour and a half south of Sydney. Um, my little business is entering its fifth year, um, but I've been designing over 10 as a freelancer. Awesome. So fifth year for The Brainchild then? Correct. Perfect. So I want to go back even further than you being a designer for 10 years. And I want to talk about your childhood. This is where the notepad comes out and the therapy starts. What was your child? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What was your childhood like? And do you feel that you had a creative childhood? I was a little country bumpkin. We actually grew up on a farm. So um, definitely a creative childhood. My mom was an artist. She um, did really traditional paintings and so I grew up wanting to be an artist just like her um Uh yeah I've got two older sisters and um, there's a big age gap between us and so um a lot of the times I was left out um this is therapy right yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) um so I I was really was left to my own devices a lot of the time and sort of not having obviously technology as we do now um growing up at a farm uh, you have to be creative with um, what you do, my nearest neighbors were about two kilometers away. So yeah, it was a, it was a great, 
great childhood, very wild. <laughs> <laughs> so out there wild. So did you build tree forts? Were you starting fires? What yeah. were you working on? Had a potato gun, climbed trees, um, you name it. No, it was... <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember drawing with my mom and um, drawing landscapes and painting sunsets. And yeah, it was beautiful. Really fond memories. Mm-hmm. So are your parents artists or do they draw a lot? So my dad, no way. Um, he's a, he's a tradie. <laughs> my mom, my mom's so talented. I don't think she ever quite realized how talented she was. So mm-hmm. she pretty much stopped painting after having us three kids and now being a mother of two way. I really understand that, that it is all consuming, but I'm, I'm a firm believer in sort of grasping onto hobbies and my business is like my third baby. So, mm-hmm. yeah. And how old are your kids? Uh, I've got Olivia. She's six years old. She's a little mini me. And Lex, he's three and he's a little terror. So <laughs> awesome. gorgeous, but the terror. <laughs> yeah, so you got the balance. Perfect. <laughs> no favoritism, but... <laughs> Yeah, I have three. My uh, two oldest are girls, 11 and 9, and then my youngest is a son. He's seven. And the difference between raising little girls and having a little boy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I never even baby-proofed with Olivia, but, um, yeah, Lex, everything everything was tied down, (laughs) locked down. (laughs) 100%. So I want you to take us back to when you first started to notice design out in the world. Was there a moment where you started to see things and what did you start to see? I'm not sure if I was really aware of it, but in high school, I had a little collection of business cards and postcards Mm -hmm. and I loved them and I would pin them up on my wall. So whether or not at that time I knew that that was something that I was attracted to, but I just loved having them around me. I loved business cards. I loved the weight of the paper. Um, letterpress business cards were just blew my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, how did they do that? Like, I was really, really interested. But And, of course, I did art subjects in school, and so we were obviously learning about design, but I, I don't think I connected the dots at that age. Mm-hmm. So you became you became a print hoarder before you even knew about it. Exactly. <laughs> That's awesome. I have a very good collection of uh, printed things that I have hung on to. Oh, I love them. They're just like little works of art. I just, yeah, I really admire the printing industry. Yeah, it's awesome. I get to work there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so was there one of those cards or something else um, – that has stood out as maybe the most influential design of your life so far? Um, Probably not one of the cards that I Mm -hmm. kept, although I did have one of um, Andy Warhol's, um, I think it was the Marilyn and the Campbell soup can, which um, I'm just so fascinated in him and, and that time. Um, Yeah. I, I just, I really love that. So probably, the way he was a, a trailblazer of his time, that was probably, that probably did influence me, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that was the, so what, what soup can was that? That was Andy Warhol's pop art. That's cool. Okay. Yeah, I've seen pictures of some of that collection, but I'm not lucky enough to have any. 
Oh, no, I don't have any. <laughs> oh, you do. Here I was <laughs> thinking you had like postcards. a wall lined with them. <laughs> oh, my goodness. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Is there a, you know, a designer or a brand that you look up to or closely follow? Yeah, um, on Instagram, actually, um, I follow Abby. She's from Wayfarer Designs. Um, she, her Insta stories really influence me and she's, just she talks about the not glamorous side of being graphic designer and mm-hmm. the lon- not the loneliness but the isolation and the hurdles and she's really not afraid to be open and honest with her audience and I really admire that and something that I would like to um, to do more of myself rather than just gloss over and you know show the highlight reel of just the pretty stuff and mm-hmm. working from cafes and things like that. Like just, you know, I've, I've got a really bad neck and I sit all day and just, <laughs> just um, some nightmare clients um, and just talking about ways um, and asking. I, I feel like that's a really great way of sort of building the community online is asking questions and having real conversations. But yeah, Abby from Wayfair Designs, a designer, that I look up to for that reason and mm-hmm. her designs are gorgeous, but yeah, for that reason more than. That's yeah. so true. You know, in, in the freelance space of any sort of career or even entrepreneur, you know, the, the great things and the, the, the Instagram worthy moments are, are all that's mm-hmm. really shared, but there is a really tough spot, a loneliness sometimes, um, you know, to all of those careers. Definitely. Definitely. Um, See you later. <laughs> Sorry. It's Sorry, okay. Dave. Just got an electrician <laughs> saying goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This is how we do it. It's real life here. It is. It is. Multitasking mama over this side. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Um, so I want to go to, I got a few questions here that are going to take you down, yeah. um, you know, the history lanes here um, of maybe some lessons that you learned from making mistakes because we all make mistakes and we all learn from them. Um, but I promise I'm going to turn it around and we'll end on a high note. Okay. Um, what has been the most challenging time in your design career so far and why was it challenging? How did you get through it? Um, I would say the most challenging part of starting my business was the start. Um, I was freelancing, um, from another state and we moved state, um, and my, Melbourne clients, which is from Victoria, that's mm-hmm. where I'm, uh, I was born, um, they pretty much dried up because they they obviously wanted a designer that could come in um, time to time. And, and so I really had no other choice but to get professional and um, have a, a business front for my design business and, and go out and start approaching local businesses mm-hmm. in a new state. I had no friends, you know, like we really were newbies of the, of the town. And, um, that was the hardest time because I was, um, I was the breadwinner for supporting my husband during his med school. So it was, I think the stress of having to have work and really I was doing any design work, um, all for the money. And it was, you know, do or die almost because, I had yeah I had um, 
Olivia, she was one at the time and I was pregnant. Like there was really no other choice rather than make this business work. Mm-hmm. So that was the hardest because, um, I don't know, I think a lot of clients can sense desperation. Yep. <laughs> it's yep. just not an attractive quality <laughs> in a designer. But um, after the first two, I relaxed and it was it was amazing. The small town that we moved to, the, the business community was really uh, it was really clicky, and so once I was in, I was in, and they really looked after me. So, yeah, it, even though it was hard, it was good at the same time. It was rewarding, and most of the most challenging yeah. things in our life are, you know, rewarding or, or great lessons in life at the end. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, that's you know that speaks to the importance of whether you're doing a freelance business um, or you know working for a company. The importance of having even just basic sales understanding because the end of the day, mm-hmm. we all need to sell ourselves, whether it's business or in friendships or in relationships or what we want for dinner tonight. You want pizza? You got to sell that pizza. <laughs> Definitely. You know, it's a, it's a really great skill to have. And it's something that, um, that first year of business, I just had to get good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and being desperate isn't um, the way to go, for sure. Not the way to go. <laughs> <laughs> Going, saying, please, can I have the sale? It generally... <laughs> I'll do anything. Yeah, please. <laughs> also, come in and clean your shop. Just let me design your logo. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that um, that answers that one. But I want to go now to a specific design or a project um, that you were a part of that didn't go well or bring the desired result. Take us to that story. What was that like? Um, Yeah, well, I'm lucky enough to only have a handful of these stories um, to share. Um, And, and, yeah, after every nightmare client, I either add a a paragraph into my contract to avoid that happening again or I'm able to spot that red flag in the next client. Um, Mm -hmm. But this one was at... um, I can't really take any blame. I, I try not to. I, of course, did at the time. But um, so I initially started speaking to, I would just call them partner A and partner B of mm-hmm. a bridal company. So I was originally talking to partner B um, and I did all the onboarding process with her. She was wrapped. I was designing her rebrand, the shops, all the stationery. Um, elements of the brand mm-hmm. and I was really excited because it was um, a state up for me so it was yeah I, I really wanted to get into this little uh, group of shops so I was excited about that um, so they paid their deposits on their contract um, and this was just before Christmas and Christmas time obviously I had a little break I had like a week off and so did they and then when I was uh, recontacting them in after Christmas, partner B had, um, the partnership had fallen, um, it has had broken up. And so partner A started getting in touch with me. Um, and she just said that they want to go in another direction. So at, at that time I delivered the four initial concepts with no feedback given. Mm-hmm. So partner A said, um, we're going in a different direction. We would like a refund. And, that was three months ago. So that deposit had well and truly been spent over Christmas time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so because it was quite a large sum, that was, that really hurt 
my month in January. That was a real um, bummer. And, and it had been the first time where someone had not given me any reasons rather than just we're just going in a different direction and we're going to drop you and we want all our money back. And so I explained, you know, the work that had already been done and take away tax and GST and this is what's left. But um, I now, um, to avoid that happening, because if I had two or three of those clients want a refund, that would, you know, that would be a make or break moment for my business. That's not great for cash flow. So um, to avoid that happening now, I've sort of uh, adjusted my contract. Uh, there's a kill fee that I never had before. So there's always lessons, um, even though, yeah, that was tough. And I just that feeling of rejection and um, just feeds into my um, complex that I'm not good enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, I feel like we all, all us freelancers have that to some extent. <laughs> yeah, everybody looking to either build a business or, you know, anything outside of just working a job, you you have that imposter syndrome, like, who am I to be doing this? Who am I, you know, do I, I don't have the skills to do this. And you, you always <laughs> are your own worst enemy in that category sometimes. Definitely. Yeah, and also they say that the sort of... um not the table of contents. What am I trying to say here? Your sort of guidelines or your your contract, those yep. subjects in the contract are filled with horror stories and things that you had to go through to shape what that contract <laughs> looks <there>. like, right? <laughs> Definitely. So, okay. So listen, that, put that in there. Yep. It's a lesson. Now, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You started and with a couple of points. Bomb. Sorry, Dave. That's all right. I was going to say you started with a couple of points and then you ended up with two pages of of contracts. Yeah. And in the onboarding process, I also explain um, just that it's a collaborative effort. Like I don't want them to think that uh, they can't, you know, talk or communicate or email for a month and expect the perfect brand or whatever service um, they've hired me for. Like it really is a collaborative effort. And so, um, the communication breakdown and the partnership ending, like it was uh, unforeseeable at the start. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, now if that had hap- if that happens again, then I'm I'm going to be more covered than what I was. Do you think, looking back at it, that there was signs in the beginning of a potential breakdown, or did you just never know about this other partner? I never spoke to partner A, so. What I should have done is meet both of them face-to-face. Um, really, we only had a phone call, not even a Zoom or a Skype meeting, which um, I now, just that initial relationship and building a little connection, mm-hmm. without that, I just feel like um, designers can be treated so poorly if there's not that initial relationship or um, face-to-face. It's really easy to be rude in an email and it's a faceless email address. But when you know the person, you know the designer, um, I just feel like the the flow of the project works so much better when you've got that initial um, friendship, relationship, what have you. Mm-hmm. It definitely does. So in sticking with the theme of struggles and learning lessons, my, <laughs> my final question in that category is, what is something that you are struggling with in your design career right now? Uh well, the busier I get, I'm booked out now till I'm booking out end of August now, which is so cool. Um, but the busier I get, the 
problems are now down to productivity mm-hmm. um, and and things that zap my time. Um, I've certainly had to streamline the clients that I continue working with are based on that. Mm-hmm. Um, juggling being a mum and a wife, looking after myself has is, is always uh, an issue um, and probably my biggest one right now is um, just trying to I know there's no such, like, I don't feel like there's ever a great balance between them all. Um, but, yeah, just juggling and being able to um, compartmentalise <laughs> my life. Yeah. And um, I think working from home, that's a big one. Like, I feel like any second I have, I'm sort of checking emails, which just takes me away from family time or husband and wife time. So, yeah, it's just just that juggle, trying to find ways of... Um, streamlining my process even more perhaps getting a VA I haven't I'm just a one-woman show at the moment so Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) those sorts of things that's my biggest struggle yeah sort of taking your your more basic tasks and you know pass offloading those even for a cost um, so that you can focus on the creative and that network building that's right yeah where my strengths are totally yep totally agree So, like I promised, I'm going to turn it around here. I now want you to tell us about a story. uh, um, Tell us a story about a project that you've been a part of that you're the most the most proud of. One that makes your heart sing, or you know, the biggest um, design feather in your cap. Mm, It's a. I don't know if there's just one that would stand out um, because all my designs are really quite different. I don't, I haven't, hmm. probably the early jobs that I really poured my heart and soul into that propelled me into where my business is now, Mm -hmm. Um, having a little name for myself in a local community, probably those projects I'm most proud of because I know how hard life was at then at that time and so Mm -hmm. looking back on those projects really makes my heart sing because I'm just really proud of it (laughs) so what kind of projects were those were those web projects and can you tell us about one of them yeah so sure so um one of them was a rebrand for a boutique she um it was in Nara down in New South Wales and <clears throat> so she needed a rebrand. She was having a shop fit out. So it was really everything that a, a new startup needed. So mm-hmm. signage, business cards, obviously branding, um, gift vouchers, uh, all down to like the ribbons on the bags. And it was, she was just so trusting and really just gave me creative control. And I designed this door for her, which um, I'm just so like blown away that she let me do it one uh-huh. <laughs> and two it had every opportunity to look really bad <laughs> it, it, <laughs> so I'll tell you a bit about the door and you, you'll understand so uh, her shop is called Pony okay and <clears throat> so on the front door what I was envisioning was um, a pony leaping out of the door um, and how to portray that um, Oh, what, there's an album cover that I was really, really uh, influenced by, which I have now blanked on. Um, but, yeah, so the horse's head and um, front legs are jumping out. 
of the window and then the rest of the body is sort of faded out and we've got her um, logo to the right hand side and the trading hours is actually cut out of the frosting which is the design um, mm-hmm. being printed on and I worked really closely with the local um, printing and signage business down there and and they just really understood of what I wanted it to look like and so they worked with me on transparency of the frosting and they layered some um, more opaque pieces so um, the head stood out more and I think also developing that relationship with the printers, like I've not used any other company now because mm. they were just so amazing. Um, so and helpful. so I work with, yeah, I just work with them from now on because we've just got that really great relationship. And just I love businesses that are willing to <clears throat> go that extra mile because it just looks rad. Like it looks so good. And um, every time I post it on Instagram or Pinterest, like, yeah, it really takes off. I, I get a lot of um, I get a lot of leads through that one client and that one um, little project that she let me do, mm-hmm. uh, which had every possibility of looking terrible, but it looks great. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You took the risk and it paid off. That's right. That's great. Um, I want to now ask you about what is one design product, tool, website, or a community that you cannot live without. Mm. probably Adobe Illustrator um, that's always open always open um, and I, I feel like I could do most things on Illustrator if, if I was on an island <laughs> and I only had one software to use that would be it Adobe mm-hmm. Illustrator perfect so Jade now is the ask it forward question um, where my previous guest had a question yep that I'm going to ask you. And then after that, you will have an opportunity to ask the next guest a question. I'm not going to okay. tell you who that okay. guest is, but you can ask them anything. Okay, great. So my previous yeah. guest was Leland Mashmeyer, who is the chief creative officer at Chobani. And he wanted to ask the next guest, what is something that you believe, but you cannot prove? Oh my God. Wow. I told you, he wasn't messing around. That is, yeah. Wow. <laughs> hmm. Something you believe to be true, but you cannot prove. Um, oh, this sounds really cliche, though. I'm not a basic kind of gal, but no, no, it's all right. We'll go with this. All right. Um, <laughs> something that I believe to be true and can't prove. Um, it does sound cliche, but it does stand out to me as something that I do believe in strongly about people's energy and um, like attracts like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I feel like um, the more niche down I create my business, I'm just accidentally bumping into people and um building this little community of like-minded people. So I really do feel like um, everything happens for a reason and Mm -hmm. just your energy attracts um, a similar energy. So, yeah. I love that answer. (laughs) My wife is uh, one that definitely notices energy in a huge way. And uh, me and her talk about it all the time. So hearing that, it is not foreign to me at all. 
Oh, uh, cool, cool. <laughs> so now I want your ask it forward question for sure. <laughs> um, TV, podcast, or radio? What do you watch or listen to while working? Not, not obviously as deep as my God, the Chobani one. Perfect. Because I have discovered so many designers. I thought I was just weird. I need to have a TV show on or a podcast. Radio is too distracting for me. But I found that so many other designers do. So I'd be really interested to know what the next um, interviewee would, yeah, what what they do. No, that's funny because my. And I don't understand this because I'm not, if the TV's on, I'm distracted. I can't focus. Um, so yeah. I would be radio or I go into Spotify and I find a playlist that's just kind of like workflow or work chill or something that just kind of like thumps away yeah. a little bit in the background. But my yeah. wife, when she's working, she'll put Netflix on and watch Friends episodes or have Friends episodes Friends. on. Yeah. Friends has come up so much um, and it's something that can't be too exciting. It can't be too like action. It has to be something <laughs> kind of mind numbing, like the real housewives. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I get the best stuff done <laughs> with trash TV. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's really because, I mean, friends, if you've watched it at least once, like all the way through, you kind of yeah. know what's coming, what's happening. So it's just playing and you already know the storyline. You don't need to pay attention too close. You just hear yeah. the odd like Joey Tribbiani joke and you laugh and you keep working. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, um, it's like white noise for designers. Yeah. That's great. Cool. Well, Jade, you made it to the lightning round. So I've got 10 quick questions for you. Some of them design-related, but most of them not. Um, and it's a chance for you to sort of just tell us a little bit more about yourself in kind of a funky, quirky way. Okay. Are you ready to rock? Ready. All right, question one. What is your favorite carnival food? Fairy floss. What was that one? Fairy floss. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you call it cotton candy. Cotton, yeah, I know what you meant. <laughs> as soon as you said the floss, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know what you meant. Cotton candy. But he's Australian. <laughs> uh, name a word that starts with the letter Q. Oh, of course, quickie. Oh, well done. My gosh, I didn't even think of that. Have you <laughs> have you ever slept on a trampoline? Yes. Yes, thank you. Uh, on- no follow-up questions, please. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Un- unlimited flights around the world for a year or a hundred thousand bucks cash. Unlimited flights. Perfect. Um, one of my favorite uh, lightning round questions on a scale of one to 10, how good are you at bowling? Do I have the bumpers up? Does that no, answer the question? No bumpers. Straight <laughs> gutters. Not, not good. Gutters are open. That's a one. Am I, am I, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jade, your favorite Disney character? Um, Ariel from Little Mermaid. Yep, classic. If you could time travel, what year would you go back to first? The 70s. All right. Okay, I got to ask why. <laughs> Um, just that free love and the fashion. I just, I just think it would be such a, a fun, exciting time to be like to be involved in. Mm-hmm. 
So do you have your phone nearby? Yeah. In one or two words, I want you to describe the last picture you took. Oh, okay. Mm, let me see. Oh, dear. <laughs> you know when you had your phone on silent and you open it and there's like a thousand notifications? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, the last, um, this has got to do with my business too. The last um, photo I took was of a, a recent mural that's been painted with the branding I designed for a client down in Nara, their extremity orthotics and prosthetics. And so um, one side of their brick building has been painted white with a icon and it's huge. So that's my last photo. Nice. So in one or two words, how would you describe that? Huge. <laughs> Exciting. <laughs> See, now if you just used just those two, but gave no previous context. <laughs> <laughs> Describe it. Huge and exciting. <laughs> My husband would be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> what is the last song that you listen to? Uh, Childish Gambino, um, California. Oh, cool. And the final question is, you have to start over in your design career. Everything you have ever done has been erased from history except for one project. What is it and why? Oh, that makes me sad to think that. Um, <laughs> Is it huge and exciting? <laughs> I would probably have to say Pony, just because it really was a catalyst. And so if I could only have that, I would use that to catalyst, catal- catalyst? Yep. to catapult <laughs> myself back to where I am. <laughs> awesome. Jade, you made it to the end of the podcast. Oh, phew, sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being on the show today. I so appreciate your time. No worries. It's been awesome. Thank you. All right. Thank you so much for listening today. I loved this interview right from like the first moment where we said, hello, Jade, like the laughter started and it just continued. Such a fun interview. Thanks so much for listening in today and we'll see you tomorrow. Take care.